everyone. This is the Easy Allies podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman, and I am joined this week by Michael Damiani. How's it going? Daniel Bloodworth. Hello. Brandon Jones. Hi. Ian Hink. Ah. <laughs> and no one else. I was raising my voice. You're supposed to nail the Ian Hink. I was like, Ian Hink. Ian Hink. And trust me, there's no WNBC. <laughs> yeah, well, like, I get that reference. What was that? No, don't give it to him. Okay. <laughs> Uh, it's time for because he's snarky about it. You know what I mean? If you were just like, "Oh, what's that from?" Yeah, he's like, "I know." If you that if you ask legitimately, if you were like, "I'm curious to know what film that was from," I'm but you so had to do sick of all these references. So upset, and it's someone's like, just, "Did you watch this on VHS in the '90s?" But anyway, or not? I was listening to this football podcast. And I'm so sorry. We have to be the cool kids with our references <laughs> over here. <laughs> Begin corrections music, please. Yeah, this is up here now. Dragon Ball yeah. Z, blah, blah, blah. loving it. Oh, <laughs> oh I got that one. I think I missed all of the old. Jones, did you pick this too? You picked this track. This is our new music. Is it wh- what? Okay. We have new music for corrections. Sure, dude. Wait, we're doing corrections at the top. What, what's yeah, going yeah, on? Yeah, man. No idea what's going on anymore. I love it. It's a new error. Control did not rank in the NPD top twenty last week. No. Damn. Yeah, we. To- I totally forgot. This is on me. I forgot. We talked about NPDs and never brought up Control. Damn. Dude. You wonder if we just assumed it was going to be like next month. Like huh. we didn't realize it was that month. Yeah. I think we're like, oh, it, next month. Yeah. So Astral Chain was there for two days, got to top 10. Uh, Control didn't rank top 20. Do we think there's going to be DLC or some, some there is kind going to be of DLC? Yes. Okay. Good. Oh, yeah. For sure. Something to come back. This is the vile power of wretched anime. Well, I mean, there's, there's a couple of other. <laughs> that things. was a very anime way to say that. There's some things going on there, though. Okay. I'm, uh, I mean, well, right. it's, it's in a lot. It's the RTX cards. It was bundled in and given away. That's true. And 505 is not really a big physical game publisher. It did not include digital sales for Control. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's like, huh. I, I think there's a lot of stores that didn't get like more than like pre-orders. Okay. All so right. who knows? Well, I mean, we, it probably didn't pre-order a the, lot of uh, stores, but peop- how many people are pre-ordering at physical as much, you know? Is the box art just the black with the triangle and the word? Is it? No, it's still the, the character, right? on it. Oh, she's on Jesse, it. Okay. Yeah. It's really cool. Like. I love the simplicity of the, the, the PS4 image. Just control. Cool. Uh, Giorno Giovanna. Jones, Marvel Nemesis Rise of the Imperfects also has a claw uh, button for Wolverine. Cool. And I thought that was cool, too. Hmm. Yeah, I never played that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, neither did I. Uh, I'll tell you, I was out of the game store with my friend, and around the same time, uh, X-Men Legends came out. And it was actually between those two games. I was on the Imperfect side. I was like, we gotta get Imperfect. Oh dear. He was on the Legends side. Uh, Legends was the right choice. It's the one we went with. Good. And I heard that for a very long time. Good. Yes. Good. Uh, deservedly so. Destiny is the other X-Men game I haven't played. Right? Uh, cool. Destiny. I played that and I like it. Okay. That game's fun. Oh. Okay. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, <laughs> Jones, this is one from two weeks ago that I like totally forgot about, and then like over the weekend I was like, oh yeah, that was a fun comment. So this is for you from two weeks ago from James Kennedy. The game Brandon was talking about wasn't a Breath of Fire title. It is Fantasy Star 3 Generations of Doom that has the lineage mechanic. The hero who you play as in the different sections of the game would be determined by who you married throughout the course of your previous character's quest. There are three generations in the game. Cool. It is generally considered to be a black sheep of the franchise, and it is definitely a step backwards in many regards, but it did Uh. some pretty ambitious things. Cool. End corrections music, please. Black sheep. Black sheep. Tommy boy. 
Thank you. Uh, so, y'all remember my favorite way to start a podcast? Game announcement? Mm. Yeah, so we got two that I think are of equal caliber. Uh. If I had to, I had, it'd be a coin Whoa. toss of which one to start with. So I'm going to ask the panel, what do you want to kick off with here? Do you want to kick off with a Total War Saga, Troy, or <laughs> Terminator Resistance? Damiani seems like just pumped for Troy. Like, you were just... You want to kick off with Troy? Just I that, think so. Like you, Just that movie... For whatever uh, reason, when it came out, there were just in the group of circle I ran with a lot of memes, like yeah. inside jokes about it, and it just, just stuck with me. Brad Pitt is solid in that film. Brad it's Pitt's really good, and Peter yeah. O'Toole, uh, you know, a fa- you know, fascinating performance from him. I was joking earlier before the podcast, and nobody told him it was a bad movie. Like, and he showed up being like, "Oh, we're doing Troy," and it's like, "No, no, no, Eric Bann is in this. We're not, no, it's not a, you know, it's not that." Nobody knows you're but making a bad this, movie. I think, right? They're like, "This is our. There's gladiator. no way to know. Yeah. yeah, this is gonna be big. Yes, yeah, yeah." And it, but um, and still pretty impressive visually, actually. Um, there's some good performances in that movie. That's a, that's a, a fairly epic film, and the the first fight that Brad Pitt has in that movie is so good. None of this. Pertains to the game at all? Uh, no, it does not. Yeah. <laughs> well, but it's a famous, you know, it's a very famous story. The the face that launched a thousand ships, right? And all that. Yes. The Temple of Helena, Delphi? right? Yeah. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. 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 Heck yeah, dude. Troy. Um. So, uh, this is uh, of course Creative Assembly again. So I had to like, we're just talking Forex again, and you know how much I love talking about Forex on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Not very much. Uh, but like these things keep coming. And I love this. Uh, It's inspired by Homer's Iliad, of course. Troy will let you forge a heroic legacy in the late Bronze Age, the furthest back in time the critically acclaimed franchise has ever traveled. Uh, So we're looking at, like, the basest form of battle uh, in a Total War game. Uh, 2020, coming to Steam, of course. Uh, So I was trying to figure out what a Total War story means. A Total War Saga. That's the first t- mm-hmm. title of this, Colin Troy. And this is basically their offshoots where they try out new things. Mm-hmm. And so with oh, Troy, okay. they're going to be trying out some new stuff. Like it'll, They say it'll definitely have the length and quality of a regular Total War game, but they're going to be weird with it, as opposed to saying Total War 4. Yeah. I wonder if this is just because I know what, you know, <laughs> some stories over other stories where when you bring up three kingdoms mm-hmm. it's like oh that's cool i'm actually kind of interested to get more into the lore of these characters and what happened historically and what you're making up whereas you bring up troy it's like i kind of know that story beat for beat for beat so i wonder how much freedom i'm going to have in this game or whether it's like no 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 this is the trojan horse part yeah sure. <laughs> where you you do that Very you know it's not like that, yeah. no i'm going to skip the horse and just you know throw ropes over try to get in there you know like. or like <laughs> or you can deny the horse yeah. <laughs> or you're like no nah, no thanks I don't think so. Paradox. <laughs> I or, it, want that. or it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Like they all look at it like, huh? I just want to see it go horribly wrong. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got to build up like a deception meter or something for it to Maybe work. Maybe you can make sure. a frozen giraffe. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> yes, you could pick your Is animal. It, and then it just doesn't get through the gates. Like, it just the <laughs> poor neck blobs off. Like, oh, we should have seen that it's coming. It's not 4X, <laughs> though, right? It, I don't know. It's a strategy game, right? Yeah, it's a real-time yeah. strategy yeah, game. Yeah, it's not a 4X game. Oh, boy. They have okay. a big party and light it on fire. <laughs> I want to thank Bloodworth for calling me out on that because I don't have to read a single comment about 4X. <laughs> nice. Thank you. <laughs> oh, they'll comment before they hear I know, I know. I'm already <laughs> the hearing The comments it. are there. Uh, they'll stop. They'll, like, pause it, start typing. 
Yeah, I, I think it's a neat. I think it's yeah. neat to just straight out say, "Hey, this is our, this is our weird line." You know, this is where we do the weird, our weird stuff. But it does seem in line with Three Kingdoms because they did focus on like boss fights. They talked a lot about the the fighting choreography that they had, mm-hmm. and so you can see these you know two little dudes in Three Kingdoms fighting. But if you zoom in, like it's two mocapped people fighting. Yeah, and so you know with the trailer having this big epic, very famous fight that happened, um, it's interesting to see how like how that's going to play in, or, just- or if that's going to have any significance. If you're really going to be like, you know. Hector might, you know, he might pull it <laughs> off. They, we'll yeah. see. Did they Hector talk wins. about like zero characters or anything like that? No. no. Like- so that's yeah. what that was new to Three Kingdoms was the the alternate mode where you can have hero characters. I bet this game is going to have that the heroes oh, too. Yeah. I bet. I, I mean, bet they'll yeah. keep the trailer pretty like much it. sold that. Yeah. yeah. But again, Three Kingdoms is a lot like I want to focus on this character. I'm going to bring this person in. Where Troy's like, are you going to have that choice, or is he going to be like, no? Obviously, Achilles is like the I liked le- the, the leader of my 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 troop. Did you like that part of the trailer? The pottery. The Potter, yeah, it was a little too quick. It's the kind of thing where like it's just pacing is, is so important in trailers. Sure. And whenever it would like do the wipe and be like the pottery, I'd be like, right, because it's that scene. And cut, you know, like I got, I got it visually. I got, you know, they would hold and be like the pottery. <laughs> they're fight, they're fighting on the pot. It's like I got. Mm. John, it's been too long since we've had trailer talk. I don't miss this. Thing. <laughs> it's good. It's been a couple months. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to get back. Uh, so the other new game that we teased is Terminator Resistance. Uh, that is that is a crazy game. This was just announced today. This is coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One. This is a first-person shooter that takes place in the. I'll take their words. I'll take. You know what? I'll just describe it just as I did with uh, Total War. I'll use their words. All right. So. Um, uh, it's a first-person shooter set during the future war scenario that was only glimpsed at in the iconic films from James Cameron, Stop The it. Terminator, no. and T2 Judgment Day. No, there's a, so whole, mo- there's a whole movie that takes place in the future. Stop Yeah, it. so uh, <laughs> Reef Entertainment is the publisher, uh, Taeyeon developing this. So, uh, yeah. Wow. What's up? I'm not familiar with those names. Salvation's like a slightly alternate version. It's a, dude, it's a, it's a movie I saw. <laughs> but does it, that, absolutely, that absolutely looks <laughs> yeah. nothing like... T1 and T2's Future Wars. Sure, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. This kind of right. has the iconic stuff that yep. looks like it. But yeah. will it be longer than three hours? Uh, it right. might be a little longer than three Is hours. So, but mm-hmm. remember the one yeah. that I, I reviewed on like yeah. PS3 or 360, and like yeah. we got the game in, and, we're yeah. like, and like what? before the end of the workday, I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess uh, I'll like, write the review now. It was like Spore. You're just like, what do I do now? Yeah. Like, I guess I'm finished. Uh, Bloodworth, do you remember the Rambo game during the 360 PS3 I never generation? actually saw it. So it's a, like it an on-rails shooter. It's yeah. it's like um, maybe more, more like a virtual cop, right? Uh, but you're just kind of going through areas. This is that publisher's last original game. Huh. So they went from that in 2014 uh, to this. They like making movie games. Yeah, too bad it wasn't yes. the arcade Rambo game, which is really good. Is it? Is that top down? It's, it's like, no, it, it's like, like, like a shooter, gun? yeah. Oh, sick. With like awesome looking like, I don't think I've ever seen toy that. guns. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, we can't say this is a prestigious publisher, prestigious developer. Uh, game's coming uh, to Europe November 15th, US, uh, North America, excuse me, December 3rd this year. So they announced it, and it's coming out very, very soon. Right. Oh, Uh, yeah. The trailer has an apparent quality to it, I would say. Sure. Which is to say... What what is what is apparent about the quality? It's like, hey, we're tr- we're just trying to make a seven here. We're just trying to have a fun time, right? Uh, yeah. Do you also get the impression? No, of that, I mean, you... we're just trying to have a fun time. I don't get that vibe from the trailer at all. That vibe is like you're in the resistance. Yeah. It's like I don't care. 
<laughs> That's okay. a, it was a horrible, horrible play. It would be like, said, don't tease or something. To be like, right? you're going to play Terminator because you're super into this story, right? It's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm into, I'm into watching these things fight. I'm into, and they show that? I'm into the intensity. Well, they you know, they show you as a character that I don't know. Yeah. There's just it's not fun. I, I think if if you're like. You know, again, like you said with Sevens, if we're just like, hey, we just made a Terminator game. Mm-hmm. You know, we got the music in the trailer. Maybe it's in there. Maybe you'll bump into some characters, you know. Maybe we got an Arnold sound alike. Man, I don't know. It's a Terminator game. Just go yeah. and have fun. I would kind of respect a trailer if it did that. If it was just like, hey, Terminator, just have fun. Where it's like, it's very much like this is the this is a, a, a piece of the grand narrative structure that has been done so smoothly up until now. Yeah. You know? I'm I'm for some reason really excited. For, I, I'd almost want to give it a Pop-Tart right now because this studio... Lock down the rights to Terminator 1 and 2, right? This is an officially licensed game, as they like to brag about. But for some reason, they didn't make it about the events of Terminator 1 and 2. They said, let's make it about the future that's hinted at within these two movies. Mm-hmm. I believe this game comes from a place of passion. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there are just a lot of people out there who are Terminator fans who just want to see a good take on that future war. Just, yeah, just if like the trailer said, the, yeah. "What if Terminator Three never happened?" Yeah. It's like yeah, now we're talking. It's kind of what it's kind of what it is. <laughs> what I, they should yeah. say that, you know. Yeah. Like, I just think they should be more self-aware about the license and not, you know, it's oh, the, they're, they're, like, they're like teasing some sort of ending or something, some story beat that is like not going to be satisfying or relevant or we're going to remember in two years. Like, sure. Isn't there like a Terminator light gun game too that takes place around then? Oh yeah, there's T two T two to arcade yeah. game. Which oh, the is old, so like my no, favorite man, Terminator that's, game. That's a game. That's a game, and it was like great and. Trying to see people try and recapture some semblance of that feeling you had playing yeah. that game hasn't really happened, I think, honestly. Yeah. It sounds like this game, you said this was a few years ago they secured this. It sounds like this yes. came after Genesis or not Genesis, uh, Salvation or whatever. When is Salvation? When when did that movie come out? Like 2010? It seems oh, okay. Like it's so be definitely that after time, Salvation, yeah. yes. Which I think yeah. was the low point because yeah. I didn't do well and I was like, what do we do with Terminator? Like, yeah. this didn't work out. Uh, I also think just tonally, like, there's a lot of ass kick- kicking in the trailer, which I know for F- FPS fans, like, seems like something you would just immediately put in every action game. Mm-hmm. But, like, to me, you know, those glimpses that they said that you get in the beginning of Terminator 1 and Terminator 2 are terrifying. Like, you see, like, they intentionally show you, like, a human skull and then it's like, we get screwed. We lose this fight. You know, like, these people's lives suck. You know, like, this is hard. And in like the trailers, just for I don't know, it doesn't necessarily cover like this is scary. These th- this is kind of a horror experience. Like these things are intimidating. Like it'd be it'd be interesting to see one like grab you or something and like hmm. like a death screen or something. You do you spend know? a lot of time in the trailer crawling around. <laughs> you spend a lot of time. <laughs> There's a lot of interaction too. Yeah. Just like walking that, through the base. Like yeah. just none of that really that's interests an, me. That's an interesting concept right there. Making a Terminator game that'd be closer. Making isolation. Alien isolation. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. Uh, our, our crack researcher, Ian Hink, has, has reported that it was 2009 when Terminator Salvation came out. Nice. Thank you, Ian. I do dig a licensed game. I just lo- I miss these. Like, we, you know, this yes, was, yes, this was exactly, the 360 yes. PS3 era is when like, this ended, really. Mm-hmm. You know, just this idea that, like, we'd get, like, oh, the B-movie game. And, like, ah, oh, you know, it's like there were just some properties you just knew were going to have to do something interactive. Whether Pacific it was going to be good or not. Yeah, it had a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Yeah. Oh, yeah, this down. feels like a game that will be delisted after a few years. It does. Yeah, it'll be and this feels like it'll, play it in those first couple vanish. years. Yeah. If it has the T2 music, that's pretty cool. A yeah, lot of Terminator or, games a don't. A mix of it, you know? yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, they're probably rushing it out to get it out at the right time yeah. for the new upcoming Terminator movie that it has nothing to do with. Absolutely. Uh, probably zero collaboration there, despite dropping James Cameron's name. I'm curious which one I'll enjoy more. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a good thing. Yeah, all right, all right, <laughs> All right, which do you think you'll enjoy more, the new Terminator movie or this Terminator game? Jones? Um, I think I, I'll probably enjoy the movie more because of Linda Hamilton. 
Uh, I'll go with the game. Damiani. I think I'll enjoy the film more. I'll go game. Ian, break this tie. I mean, I don't imagine I'll play the game. Uh-huh. So movie? Okay. Ah. <laughs> safe answer, safe answer. Yeah, all right, cool. Uh, yeah, those are two fun announcements, not two huge things, but hey, we're keeping our streak of starting the podcast with a game announcement going. Yeah. Nice. I'm happy to do it. Okay, this week's news story is a wild, wild one. It's so strange. So I got to give credit, first of all, to uh, Chris Brown, who wrote in True Love and Respect and was like, hey, what do you think of this story? And so I clicked on it, linked. uh, Like, I'd seen the headline earlier this week, but then I read through the article and I'm like, oh, this is this week's podcast. This is juicy, weird stuff. So where do I start this one off with? Um, (laughs) uh, uh, GameDaily.biz had a big scoop. Mike Futter wrote this article. Here's their headline. E3 2020 pitch proposes overhaul with Qtainment, that's spelled like Q, like Q as in a line, um, like wait, when you're waiting in line, Qtainment, new floor plan, industry only day, exclusive. So, somehow, Game Daily, uh, sorry, I said that wrong, didn't I? Um, Games Daily, Game Daily, it's just one game. Uh, game Daily got this leaked PowerPoint presentation that the ESA was internally using to pitch to uh, all of the people who give them money. Um, and so it, it's not like this is what is going to happen with E3 this year, yeah. but this is the ESA's intent for E3 2020. And it is crazy to see this stuff, to have this perspective on things. Let me hit the major bullet points first, and we'll discuss each of these. But eventually, I'm just going to start reading some slides because it's the funnest, <laughs> grimiest stuff you could ever munch on. Um, okay, so firstly, uh, they want to do 10,000 extra public passes. They want to do this same three days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. However, Tuesday would be exclusively for press industry celebrities. Eh? Mm-hmm. Eh? That's a, it's, it's a, a singing Bloodworth tune. It's a start. Yeah. It's a start. So it essentially gives people like us one valuable day and then two trash days that we wouldn't even go to, right? I mean, we still go. No. You think so? Oh, my goodness, yes. With 10,000 uh, extra people there? Well, yeah, well, oh, yeah it's if not. If we're still doing all appointments, it wouldn't yeah. be the worst thing. But yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, you have to remember until a couple of years ago, all three of those days were industry only. So it's, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I mean, it's like. You know, with how screwy E3 could get and what a bad situation this could potentially be, getting Tuesday is, is a as opposed to Thursday. <laughs> like, right. yeah. I could see them doing that too. Be like, all right, you industry people, if you have anything to pick up, you can do it on the last day. Mm-hmm. Starting with us is a you know a big deal. Trusting us with that information, you know, being like, I want these people to report on this before everyone else comes in, as opposed to all the fans coming in, making everything trend. Yeah, I and mean, then you do your impressions later. John, some of the stuff Journalists. I'll read out loud though, it's by design, man. They use the word, the, oh, word the phrase, the phrase FOMO. They want these people, the influencers, to come on Tuesday to make everybody want to be there more Wednesday and Thursday. It's by design that. That's why the Joker reviews for like a month out, because you're just like, yeah. oh there, yes, there's, <laughs> yes. Yeah, there, there's there's, yeah, there, there's more to this. Like, there's a huge caveat with all of this. Even adding a press day, it's not really about. Oh, yeah. it's not about giving us access. Yes. It's, it's about something more sinister, and I'm not very happy with this. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> do you want to get into that then? Yes, just right on, now. Go Let's on. go into I mean, that. Yeah. Uh, do you want to read the bullet point? 
Or do you want me to say what it is? I want you to dig into what you're upset about. So they have this. There's a bullet point or a passage in there that basically says they want to control the message. Yes. And they want so to we control the yes. media by basically. I can having, actually read that out loud. Yeah. Go ahead and read their own word. Or yeah, what was it? Um, I didn't get this deep. Wow. Yeah, this is bad. <laughs> yes, this is like it is truly, truly crazy. So sorry, that's that one is like almost toward the end. Sure. Okay. Paid media partnerships. Create paid media partnerships with major outlets that exponentially increase the reach of E3 and its exhibitors. Enables ESA to control content and the message. (laughs) Final bullet point. CNBC Tech Impact was a proof of concept that enabled ESA to build the show, own the content, and distribute it nationally. Now, Game Daily did a good, really, a really good thing. They actually like looked for that show. It's not on CNBC. It's apparently on like Fox Business or, or in, and one other channel. Okay. Um, but it was Weird. like this one show that said sponsored content, like on in the show's intro or something, but did not explicitly say that ESA paid us money to say these huh. things. So Damiani's saying like. That slide right there, that's already like a headline. Sure. They want to buy coverage. But they can't. I mean, yeah, but... They did. I know, but it, 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 people sniff that out. Like, I, I, sure. I don't see them being well, I mean, stealthy about it. I like, mean, they, they, yeah, it says right up front that's what it is, but yeah, it's still getting... But the problem is, like, it's yeah. the attitude, the audacity of them to think that they could start doing... They still haven't even addressed, like, previous controversy, the right. ongoing controversy of them mishandling all this private information and their own private information and their own, their own stuff (laughs) and like publisher information and still haven't really said anything other than, Oh, we'll do something about it. Trust us. It's like, no, that's the whole point. We don't trust you. Like why that whole thing still exists. And now they're moving on to like, so let's see what other things we, to me, the, this the ESA has been to me has been really problematic and it's ties to E3. It, it, It feels like they, are just trying to figure out more ways to a make E3 bigger, but them, uh, but the ESA benefiting the most from it. it. Doesn't feel like they're doing it for the sure. good of the industry anymore. It feels like oh, they're doing yeah. it for the good of themselves and money. It, it, everything, all these decisions they keep making reek of we just need to make more money because we have publishers backing out of E3. So what do we got to do? Let's get influencers to come and add more public people so we can recoup the losses that way. Even though everyone's bailing out. Um, I don't want to dominate this too much, but I just want to say, I, I, I want to say this in my little mini rant here. Someone should come in and usurp the ESA and make something that is E3 that's better. Jeff Keighley. And Jeff Keighley is that person. <laughs> like, straight up, he could get all of these companies to come back, do, like, panels, do proper industry and public days, get a venue that could support all this, like, actual meeting rooms, actual exhibit space, like, just kind of like his YouTube gaming thing, but expanded into, like, a giant, like, an actual E3 thing. And I think someone like that could do this, and the I would trust Keeley way more than ESA. Well, and, it sounds like yeah. he's work. He's talking to them, and he's giving them advice. So like, there is a Keeley slide. There is yeah. a slide for the E3 Coliseum, uh, which is it's Keeley's panel. Yeah. Uh, he'll do panels Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They they they're adding extra stuff. This sort of talk track thing because this. E3 Coliseum is overstuffed. They said we have to turn down people who are interested in having panels at the E3 Coliseum, so we're adding this whole other line yeah. of panels in the upper floor. Uh, but yeah. I don't like to speak for Jeff Keighley, but I do feel yeah. safe saying I bet he has no interest in doing that, Damiani. Oh, really? I bet he has no interest in running E3. I mean, forming a company or an organization in place of it, I mean, not... Keely himself. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to put words in his mouth either. Right, yeah. But I think if there's someone who could facilitate this process, mm-hmm. Keely could be that spark. 
Yes. And it shouldn't, it should also, it shouldn't only fall on him. He has the clout, but I think the industry needs to step up. Like Publishers need to figure out what do we really want out of E3? What is wrong with it? What do we need to do differently? And what needs to be addressed about it? Because obviously, like, there's the thing, whole thing about press conferences versus, you know, do, like they're around E3, but they're not really technically part of E3. Right. You have the the exhibit stuff, but it's going more public, and it's harder for press to do coverage for it. Whereas it seems more valuable for a company like Sony. Why did Sony pull out? We still don't know a definitive answer, but there's lots of statements out there that say Sony seemed to not be so happy with how E3 was being run or how it. How, what they were getting out of it. So Sean Layden was very clear. Yeah, Layden, oh, yeah basically yeah, Layden's statements. Layden's statements like, this yes. isn't working. He, he already made we don't, his we don't, decision. We don't like this. <laughs> yeah. We're doing these state of plays. We're going to be doing our own thing. We're getting a lot of flack for it, but it's better than being a part of E3, it seems like. And yeah. it, it seems like no one's really happy with it from the publisher. Like, ESA, I thought, was supposed to represent the publishers, and they really, I don't, are they? Are they just representing a few of the biggest ones and not everyone equal? I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like the ESA is outdated, and... If E3 is to continue, I just wish someone else could take over it and, so and do it. That's what's funny, Damiani, is this is their attempt. It's like they come out and said, like, we're listening. This is We need to evolve, and this is what we're doing. And that's why they're adding the experiential stuff, the more open floor where there's things happening while you wait in line, and you download an app, and then, like, people, like, take your data, but you also, like, have fun while you're waiting in line all day. That's the Q-tainment, by the way. Um, so they're trying in just the weirdest direction. And Game Daily also says the same thing, Damiani, is that they're just growing in the opposite way. They're growing in the direction that isn't helpful to anyone. Well, I think, to me, like, Damiani took the words right out of my mouth when he said outdated. Like, it feels like they're a company from 2005 that got yes. dropped into t 2019 and was like, oh, okay, like, let's try our, let's try. It feels like they're waiting for the tech bubble, like, someone to come and buy them, you know? It's just like... Also, wait, didn't they just get a new boss? Didn't their old there's, boss? Uh, there's an announcement today there's about that. There's a whole too. management shakeup that's like right. So it's like ongoing. <laughs> this is the new blood or something, right? Like maybe. Uh, like, what if there's enough backlash where they're like, oh, maybe that was a bad idea. Maybe that would happen. I don't. I don't get how they're gonna save money on Qtainment. That seems like a way bigger deal. That seems like kind of pressuring every publisher into like turning the thing into Disneyland. Some people are, do. Yes. Some people do. Like sometimes, you know, obviously right. the, the Nintendo blows it up. There's the Raccoon City, you know, walkthrough. But like not everybody does that. It doesn't yeah. necessarily fit every game. Like, yeah. you know, when I played Monster Hunter World at PAX, like I didn't need something. I needed a station to play the game at and there was a big dragon over me and that was great. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> like I didn't need more than that. And so it's weird <laughs> if this, if they do want more characters, more story driven stuff, you gotta, this technology, you gotta think up a platform or language for that. Plus you gotta make your booth a lot bigger. It's like get more TVs and have more stations, or exactly. maybe is that is that is there like a power shortage or something that That's prevents so you from doing that? Or like, right, there's a ton of empty space this year. More TVs. Yeah, make <laughs> oh, the yeah. lines shorter. That's this is the supposed most to fill up West Hall or something, do. right? Yeah, like, go to QuakeCon. That many monitors. I want to see at E3. Yeah. So right, the the problem on their whiteboard was our lines are too long and it takes too long to play a game. And their solution was make it more fun yeah, to dangle be in more line. stuff yeah. in front of them yes. while they're in line. I can't. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how long it took to get in there, but did you saw? the uh, the Borderlands booth this year? No. That was amazing. It was just line after line yeah. of PC. Just just like Oh, so they did of, load it up. They, yeah, yeah. They there was probably it, yeah. like 90 PC stations in there Which, or something. Which like yeah. seems seems like kind of boring like from a design perspective, but like, you know, for people like us, you see that. And it's like, yeah. "Oh, wow, their gearbox is ready. Yes. Gearbox is ready to for people to experience this, they're ready to promote it." 
Like there's not there, there's just not a Terminator game that's coming out in three or four months that just got announced. Like mm-hmm. this is a this feels like a big deal. Yeah. They want people to have impressions. They want everybody to they want the conversation about that game to be about the people that played it and had fun. But again, that's like that's on the pu- they're putting that onus on the publishers though because they got to pay for that space. They got to right. make sure they buy a big enough booth to do that. So if one of the ESA's objectives is doing that, they either need to throw a bone to publishers and like, okay, we we understand your needs. We'll lower the cost. If you have a bigger presence there, we'll come down the cost so we're, you know it's not an exuberant amount of money you're paying for it because it is really expensive. Or they need to like work on some way to just create more space for them to set up their games, whether it's using those upper floors, which they do already, but it's like for meetings, maybe opening up and like maybe having more strict like restrictions on like, hey, open that space up to like the like second floor is press only. And it's basically like a mini version of the booth downstairs. So press, you go upstairs and you lay in line upstairs for those because there's fewer press. Even the middle area is like yeah, not really utilized like, anymore. Stuff like that. Like they, they basically the problem is they, they have all these ideas and they already have two other conventions, massive conventions. E3 is relatively small compared to the other largest like game conventions out there. Um, and those other ones already have templates to deal with that massive crowd and appeal to as many people as possible. We we talk about TGS and Gamescom, which mm-hmm. both have industry-only days to appease them. Gamescom goes further by having a business-only section, which appointments and like smaller booth versions of the larger booths on the main show floor exist, and you get to go walk in there, and it makes it easier for people who are there to do their job to take care of that. Yeah. Whereas if you're going there as a paying member of the public, you're there to waiting line, you're there for like as a consumer for fun, obviously you should still get a chance to play the games, but it's not, not your job to be there. So E3 needs to decide like who... who where do we want to be? Do we do we, we need to have this like better division here so people understand if you're you're going in the exhibit hall, it's a long line. It, this is meant for like public people. It's like that's where the spectacle should be. Let's have a different area for the press. They don't care about the spectacle. They don't need to see all the flashing lights and stuff. Just give them booth space or a, a, a space. It sounds like the spectacle yeah. is what pissed off Layden. It doesn't sound like this is a pitch to him. Oh or, right, you know, and oh, like yeah. and it I think his like opinion lost. is pretty important in this huge conversation. Yeah, like that was a that was you know he couldn't have been clearer. Yeah, well, about that, his distaste. That was something I was just thinking about. Is like so far this has been a cold war, you know, between the ESA and the publishers. Kind of, I was thinking of if next year, if Sony and EA and and whoever else bows out, uh, Microsoft to some extent, like if they want to just start just actually taking it to the ESA and E three, like they should just like drop public demos of all the stuff that they would have had on the show floor and and then just say like no lines at all just play it at home you yeah. know and then like because it, game yeah, set if match you know so yeah, if you're putting it out to the public it's kind of like why not so i want to touch on this actually <laughs> this is to me uh this is like the good idea okay this is the one like good okay. idea and there's plenty more trash i want to get to but uh there's a slide that's called the e3 digital ticket E3 will sell a game demo bundle to fans Mm. who want to experience the games showcased on the floor. Exhibitors provide codes to limited-time demos that are enjoyed through a cloud-based portal. Participating (laughs) companies receive player-provided information to enable follow-up marketing, offers for (laughs) pre-orders, and relationship building. Like, really, like, this whole thing is worth reading if you want to see what marketers talk like. But... That's the idea, right? Hey, buy this thing. You'll get to play demos, and also we'll market you for the rest of the year. We got them. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what all these companies, like, all they care about is getting you to download their app and put your info <laughs> we into get it. it. It's, yeah. it's, it's that's all the developers. It's just there's so many things that they're saying that it's just like, you guys do more work, mm-hmm. and then E3 will be better. Yes. It's like, 
That's, that's yeah. one way to go about it's, it, I guess. It's, it's again, scary yeah. to make your demos public. It is actually the, super, the, super Yeah, this scary. is the oh, thing. Yeah. Like yeah. Every, every year I hear from people who either can't go to E3 or the like people who are just part of the public who've gone E3. Mm-hmm. Like, man, the simplest solution is just to like put all the demos out in the public, let everyone play them and stuff. But I don't think they understand. A lot of publishers like also want to control the message about their right. game. They only want certain people to play it. So or, or they want a person physically with you standing next to you when you're playing it. So if you do something unexpected, oh, why don't you try and go over here Sorry, instead? Or me. like they, they, they get freaked yeah. out when you do when you don't play by those set of rules. Of course. And sending that out into the wild, not only is it they can't they have less control of that message. So if it's negatively received, like press are a little bit more understanding of E3 demos. They're not always perfect. They, they understand this game. Even review builds. Yeah. Yes. There, 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 there's something about that to be said where out in the wild, it's just going to get raw impressions. Right. And that could be backfire spectacularly wrong. Even the Builders 2 demo was exclusive yeah. to E3 for like three weeks. And that was out in Japan for like half a year. Yeah. Right. Just like right. even that. Weird. Square Enix was like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah, there, there's the, the point too to where like. An E3 demo isn't built the way like a downloadable demo is. You know, like most yes. of the time with a downloadable demo, like you've chopped off most of the things surrounding it. Yes. Whereas at E3, this it's is... like you just have you know, like softer systems in place to keep people from going where they're not supposed to go. That's fair. Exactly. It's not yeah. always running on the consumer hardware. It might be like a dev unit version of it, so it couldn't oh, yeah. even run. And and more to your point, brothers, this goes to be very dangerous because if it isn't a self-contained demo and contains more of the game, how many times have we seen early demos go out for ahead of a release oh, yeah. and people data mine it and they unlock all the content and it's like the game's out there. It's like all of a sudden... One of those Yakuza demos, remember? is like people just found a way the to whole like play the, yeah, whole the whole game. Yeah, the whole so game. So imagine yeah. this where it's an earlier build and sure. people get access to an inc- almost complete but not fully polished. And like, man, this game sucks. There's a full play. Like, that's like every publisher's nightmare. Sure. Um, but again, like, I, I don't, I don't want to keep playing defense for publishers either. But at the same time, a lot of this reeks of publishers. You need to do more. You need to do more for us. It, like, all the solutions sound like publishers do more. And the solution right here is good of an idea. This is Kyle. Why did the publishers even need the ESA to do this? Or E3? Like, just, they can just do it on their own. I can't like, wait to get to that, Domiani, because yeah. ESA has an answer for you. Okay. The answer is celebrities. <laughs> now, these are some of my favorite slides. <laughs> In partnership with talent agencies, examples given, uh, UTA, CAA, uh, pre-book top-tier celebrities... <laughs> To participate in VIP tour and social media activations. Leverage celebrities' commitment to foundations and their causes. On-floor video game competition with the winner getting a donation to their charity. Honoring special guests of celebrities' foundations. So you might be like, wait, hold on, hold on. They they just want to draw in celebrities with saying, like, we'll do stuff for your charity? Like... Is, are they that cynical? The answer is yes. I have to read these next two, two pages. The next one's titled, The Power of Social Good. Research shows that millennials and Gen Z are the most giving back social good generations ever. By amplifying E3's social good brand, we can advance the industry's brand with consumers while storing positive chits for future use. E.g. policy goals, next negative video game story. We might have to pause there. Can we just? We yeah. might have to pause there. This? Next negative video game. So they're saying, hey, wait, wait, wait. We're the guys who are social good. Why yeah. can you? Why are you mad at us? Oh my god. And gosh. anticipating Coming the from... next negative video yeah. game. Yeah. 
that'll be them when our 2020 info gets leaked again. Um, this sounds like this was this is obviously written by someone in the like a marketing department who just like let's just float ideas and stuff that just sound good in my head. No. These are really good ideas. I think and this it, is it, the truth, man. And, and, and no, but someone bought into it. Someone high level is like, yes, yes, this sounds great. And this in practice this is all gonna be trash. This is gonna be horrible. I really hope this. I mean. If this is what it needs to take for E3 to die to get something else, then so be it. But uh-huh. this stuff is whoa. I gotta keep going. Dude, did you real quick? Did yeah. you guys whoa. ever see the Pepsi rebrand like marketing, uh, whatever they call it, deck or whatever the 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 deck that the company that was doing the logo rebrand for Pepsi gave Pepsi? Did you guys ever see that? I think I remember. I heard it. about it. This I was a few years it, ago, yeah. right? It was like 10, 15 years ago. But it was like. 26 pages of just complete and utter bullshit. Yeah. It was amazing. It was like the logo and then like the planets like with their <laughs> gravity and then like a lady in the store being like drawn to the logo as like planetary gravity and like that was like a whole page. And it was just tw- 30 pages of that. It was amazing. What Check lo- it out if you can. What I love about this and it'll become more clear is the cynicism. Just not I guess not cynicism, but just this idea of using something that is good to their advantage and taking advantage of people who believe in a good thing to the one tactic we can implement is partnering with influencers, celebrities, athletes, YouTube personalities who are passionate about E3 relevant social good efforts, e.g. gender equality, STEM. Imagine a <laughs> NBA champion, global superstar playing in an E3 Coliseum conversation participating in an E3 Coliseum conversation and or global movie star being part of the E3 digital ticket because it included social good components. <sighs> more. I have more. This gets so good. All right, we're still on the power of social good. This like reaffirms it because there's so many times I'm on this podcast and I'm like, ah, we don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. And, ah, I don't know if, they don't I don't know really know if I should weigh in on this because like it's not my genre. It's not. I don't know this developer that well. I yeah. haven't followed the story. So I don't know if my opinion's valid. Like I feel great yes. <laughs> about my stance. Yes. Here you want more on the industry if this is their perspective. Influencer engagement through the traditional means is expensive due to speaker and appearance fees. Top talent can command. Our strategy could include a year-round and multiple-year approach rooted in true partnership. We have something they crave for their social good efforts: attention and access to a platform That's- representing the biggest industry on the planet. And they have something we want, validation, attention, and excitement across media outlets beyond the video game space. Done right, these stories will be the gift that keeps on nope, giving. Stop. Even when this is a uh, press release, me. Uh, even when a new game or product-related effort isn't happening, because social good occurs nonstop, and we could release social good content to keep E3 relevant throughout the year. Keep Christmas with you. Oh, I want to know who wrote this because they are master of bullshit. It's wow. like. I've seen cruddy stuff, right? We've all worked for cruddy businesses. We've seen we've seen the insides of Viacom. I've never seen anything like that. I've never seen anything close to that. You have to, to tell that. that story. You know what I mean? It's got to be there has to be that kind of reasoning behind it. Yes. Well, and also like this just smacks of, you know how companies are like, "Oh, write for us for free for exposure," sure. you know? And it's yeah. just like they're trying to do that but with Kanye. Yes. Yeah. And it's 
just so not going to work. Well, following the, 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 the really poor position that the ES, that they're in, the ESA is in now, and then to use language like, we got something they want. I know. It's like, if you had something they want, you this deck wouldn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Yeah. <laughs> All right? Yeah. We wouldn't be having this conversation. Maybe we, you know. You didn't, I'm not sure, you know, there's a part of me that thinks this was leaked on purpose. I don't know. This sounds like such a perfect menu of like, how, like wh- which of this fake? will piss people off the most? Yeah, let's I, I don't let's think rank so. the significance of anger on all of these details. Uh, I think fun a little part. Yeah, a little part. Like, fake. Well, I meant like what not they fake. got was like someone really gave them this stuff, but the source like bullshitted this or something. No, dude. Just to be an asshole. What I can assume is like, let's uh. say it's you or me and we work for the ESA. I'm leaking this. This is suicide. Yeah. Yeah. I was saying, this yeah. is going to accelerate the death down. of E3. If any of this comes to pass, it's just, yes. they're probably like, I want to keep my job, so uh, let's get public opinion on uh, on my personal side, which is against this idea, so yeah. that maybe they can rethink this and reconsider before it's too late. Yeah. Or the flip side is true. Their their international competitor, E4, was like, <laughs> we got to leak this. Take them out. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but if you're the ESA and you know this leaked, do you even like... How do you sell this stuff if you're going to go forward with any of this? Like introducing the new E3, like we've heard about it. <laughs> they just say maybe this is like, oh, this is a brainstorming meeting and stuff, and like none of this was like yeah. going to be. True. Does this fair, deck right? exist yeah. every yeah. year? Yeah, we just want to hear like... out different stuff. This is one of many presentations we had. Blah, yeah. blah, but I mean, blah. like, if there's anything the ESA has exhibited, uh, like a lack of skill in dealing with, it's stuff like this, right? Like leaks. Like they barely addressed the the leak of everybody's information. You know, like. Yeah, they don't pivot, <laughs> which is why I think we'll get a like a, a video that's like right. we're going to change like a countdown in five days. We'll tell you how we're going to change E three. Mm-hmm. We're like we we read, and it. it'll <laughs> just be this. Uh, before we move on, I need to know. I need I need the panel's thoughts. Will when Sony said last year we're skipping E three, I think a lot of people said, oh, they're just taking the year off because it's a light year. They'll be back next year. Let's. I want to hear you say now. Will Sony be at E three twenty twenty? I highly I, doubt it. I. I actually highly doubt they wouldn't. I, I think with next gen, that they, one way or another, they're going to want to put that in front of people. I think another blood. I'm I'm with Jones. I don't I, think they're doing it before, this year. Before the debacle, I would have said very likely, but I think, yeah, I, I'm very skeptical now. And honestly, I think everyone's kind of playing wait and see with what the what ESA does with E3. Yeah. I could see if they do something like this or they like media outcry grows because – we're still giving them some time, like say something, give us a statement when I get change. And if it's a crappy plan of action, and then publishers catch win, whoa, there's gonna be like a boycott of E3. Like no one, like we're gonna lose all these people going. It's not worth it for us. So let's all pull out and stuff. Like it could snowball into something really bad without even this stuff being true. Yes. It, 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 this stuff is gonna make it worse. So like let's say Nintendo. I think Nintendo's le- least likely to pull out. But if they did, E3 is less appealing to me if I'm Ubisoft. Mm, without Nintendo sure. there. It's way yeah. less appealing if yeah. I'm a smaller publisher, too. They, well, yeah, because N- Nintendo is still hosts a lot of smaller games and, and third-party games in their booth. Yeah, and they you make know, the show thing, more exciting to be you know, uh Even though Xbox is you know up the street, mm-hmm. like they have a lot of games there that you wouldn't be able to play anywhere else. True, it still makes E3 as a whole more enjoyable because it is close. It feels part of E3. It is part of E3, technically. It's just you have to leave the building. Sure. <laughs> you know, which is a big logistic nightmare now that they have all the metal detectors and everything. Uh, Ian, uh, what do you think? Will Sony be back this year? Uh, I mean, kind of like what Damiani said, I, an- initially I was thinking that if they've got a PS5 to announce, they're going to tout it around town there. Mm-hmm. But now I'm just thinking like, man, 
do they need it? I don't know if they need it. Because, like, if you look at it, E3 is just now it's kind of more and more just packs, you know? And it'd be so fine if they just tried to do packs. They like if they, they just, just tried to do, do it. Yeah, yeah, they're not even doing packs. Yeah. Is the problem, right? Yeah. They're not doing. They're not. Packs they're, well. like, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a weird. Packs is so panel strange thing. Yeah, yeah. the panels are like cooler. One of like the main reasons to go to pack. Like those are real. They're they're yeah. there's, right. there's like packs panels that just aren't at other conventions. Like, just imagine, right. yeah, like E three, like new games, and after like the press conference of it, they have like an hour panel, like an hour deep dive in each game mm -hmm. that was there and like live audience with it you get to ask like a question but like, hey, I just saw that like so how did you know it's kind of E3 Coliseum I mean sorry. that's what I was saying like yeah. expand Coliseum yeah. to be the whole thing sure that's like such a right. great concept for it um, well let me, let me yeah. clarify what I meant I meant like what E3 is trying to be we already have which is PAX sure, sure. Gotcha. I mean? like what they're trying to pivot into we've already got and it's like we already have that yeah, well, I mean, yeah. and, and I think that's one of the problems, right? Again, when we go back to this whole divide of like trying to become a consumer show rather than an industry show, is that like now we've kind of lost both shows. We've got this weird, and that's what Sony doesn't like. <laughs> yeah. We've yeah. got this weird middle ground that doesn't really help anybody. You know, Half like we, measures. you know, we can make appointments and we can get people to see all the games, but it's still lost this whole sense of, of discovery that E3 used to have where everybody's booths were open. You know, you could go there as somebody in the industry without any appointments and you could walk around and you could check everything out and you could find out about things that you didn't know about before. And now you kind of have to know about most of it in advance because you have to make all the appointments or else you don't see anything. Yeah. I, there's still a lot of months to go. Yeah. They, they, I mean, this is like their plans. I just thought it was kind of interesting to bring up. I don't want to say this will be E3 this year. Yeah. But yeah, just super interesting to have access to this. I think they just need to start just doing their own events. PlayStation Experience, like a dedicated weekend PlayStation Experience around the announcement, formal announcement of like unveiling a PS5. Mm. Like we're going to show you the hardware, going to show you some games, doing a weekend, announcing it in advance, mm. getting enough people to come in. I think that's good enough. Even uh, without celebrities. Yeah, I don't think they, they don't need funny E3 thing too. Like E3 that. has always had celebrities. Uh, E3 has had Paris yeah. Hilton and like Mr. T and you know Kobe Bryant. Snoop has been there a million times. Ugh. Like, you know, Robin friends. Williams used to just go just because he wanted to go. You know, it's just like... <laughs> let me, let me, I just had an idea. Like, let me paint you a picture okay. of and this might be a little nuts, but PSX, obviously probably not happening this year, Next year, they've already announced PS5. We know all about it. We've seen it, whatever, in State of Plays, whatever. But uh, next year, 2020, uh, like two weeks before holiday season or like three, four weeks, early December, is PSX. And if you go to PSX, you can buy a PS5 a week early, two weeks early. Ooh. Like, that would be insanity. Yeah, madness. <laughs> madness. But, like, they would, it would sell out immediately. Like, PSX would make so much money. And, like, they would never need E3 again, you know? Honestly, I think PSX would sell out regardless on a PS5 announce year. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And exclusivity yeah. that strong tends to piss people off more than anything. Because the number of people who wouldn't get it oh. far exceeds. Oh, for sure. Oh, that's a good point. They would be yeah. angry. Wasn't thinking about that. Do you all hear that? Oh. Sounds like it's podcast halftime! <clears throat> the following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of September. El Fanis. Car Keys Express. If you need a replacement car key or a remote, check out carkeysexpress.com slash store. Use the coupon code EZA at checkout for free shipping and 10% off of your order. They are proud sponsors of Easy Allies. Hoag Law, business law firm. 
Whether you're starting a business at level one, stuck fighting the dreaded fundraising boss, or finally cashing out with a well-earned high score, you need a good business lawyer at your side. Or at least that good business lawyer's YouTube and podcast series, Virtual Legality. This week in Virtual Legality, Hogue discusses E3's new plans to become a influencer festival, digital purchases being hidden behind paywalls, a renewed push to regulate loot boxes as gambling in the UK, and more. Check it all out at youtube.com slash H-O-E-G-Law or on your favorite podcast service. Beaten Down Brian. Our gifted sponsor is SOS Children's Villages. Children are at the heart of everything SOS Children's Villages does, regardless of where they are in the world. SOS Children's Villages is the largest non-governmental organization dedicated to the long-term care of orphaned and abandoned children across the globe. For more information and to donate, the link is in the description. And our mega sponsor, ViewSonic. It goes without saying that gaming relies on fast reaction times. And if you're often finding yourself on the losing end of those nail-biting standoffs, the problem might not be your performance, it might be your monitors. With ViewSonic Elite's expansive line of gaming monitors, users are delivered the performance modern gaming requires. Take the 24-inch X, uh, XG240R. With its blazing fast 144Hz refresh rate and one millisecond response time, you'll experience the hyper-responsiveness of eSports pros. And with the XG240R's fully customizable RGB backlighting, users can sync to partnered hardware to illuminate their gaming atmosphere. Learn more about ViewSonic Elite by visiting ViewSonic.com Elite. And for giveaways and updates, follow at ViewSonic Gaming on social media. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. Want to hit another quick headline before we move on to love and respect. Got some good ones this week. Uh, Rockstar Games has their own launcher now on PC. Meaning that if you want to launch your Rockstar Games, you go into this launcher and then you click play. Mm. Strange thing. I think it was probably bound to happen. They, they want to make you buy their games through their own store eventually, whenever the next Rockstar game is announced and released. Five games, Jones. Six games. What do you think is on there? What do I think is on? Well, San Andreas is on there because you get it for free. Nice. You you saw the story. I saw. Well, I saw that. Nice. Yeah. Um, so if you download this launcher today, they just give you San Andreas for free just yeah. for downloading the launcher. They got your information. They can market to to you now. They got what they wanted. <laughs> it was more than whatever worth more to them than whatever the cost of San Andreas is. Uh, what else is on there? I wonder if it's like all the PS4 titles. So Vice City. Vice City. Yes. GTA Three. Uh, no GTA Three. Interesting. Bully. Yes. Red Dead. One. Uh, no. No Red Dead on PC. Oh, no, not of course PC. not. Of course oh, not. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. GTA 5. Yep. Um, I don't know. One more. Two more. Uh, oh, uh, Max Payne 3? Yes. Um, Last one hmm. um, kind of sucks. Kind of sucks. Yeah. Smuggler's Run 2? It's got a bunch of dumb faces in it. Of course, with yeah. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I wonder um, if you can get the VR one eventually through their launcher, if they're not me even too. Like, yeah, if they're willing to that. do that. Yeah, but if you uh, already have the games, does it like force you into this or no? For two of them, yes. So oh. if two of them, if you have the game, you re-download it through their store. If you already bought it on Steam, you download it through the Rockstar launcher. No, I don't. Sorry, blood. I don't know if you're forced to, but okay. I know you can. Got so it. that's what you would do to access that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's probably news for a later day. That we'll see. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah. Redemption 2 coming to PC is a big deal. So I saw a lot of people being like, ah. Yes, they're laying the groundwork now. Putting down the. And I would expect it not to see it on the Epic Game Store or Steam. It's probably going to be exclusive to this store. Does that, that mean that golf ball about up? it? 2020. Um, people are not, Ian, because it has cloud saves. 
The ability, <laughs> yes, uh, that's it. <laughs> has cloud saves. You can shop for new games and has automatic updates. Like, oh, okay, sure. But no, Ian, I don't think people are generally mad about it because it's not as bad as that. Well, they're not well, going to exclude. Well, they're not well, going to get exclusive anything outside of their, their game. Games. Yeah, it's yeah. not like other game, other companies' games. Now are they get hundred percent. So of you're the directly supporting the developer sure. and public. Like, and yeah. I do think that yeah. means something to somebody. Well, yeah. and like you said, they're not taking them away from Steam right now. That's right. I think that's more of the issue. It's like right. I can't have this on Steam. You that know? is yeah. the oh, biggest I thought, issue. I thought yeah. this meant that it was going off Steam. Yeah, I yeah, bet yeah. the new stuff won't be. Is what we're saying. Yeah. Right. Right. Then they'll be mad. Yeah. Yep. And Rockstar's pretty good with free stuff. They're pretty good. Like, all the GTA Five stuff is, like, mostly free, aside from, like, you obviously... It's, like, Hearthstone-style, sort of, like, if you have the in-game gold. Same with Red Dead Online. They just added new stuff, and it's, like... It, it costs something, but if you have the in-game currency already ready to go, like, waiting for the next update, you can just burn, get it. You're willing free. to call this so. company generous right now. <laughs> 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 Maybe not to its employees. <laughs> 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 But, okay. you know, uh, GTA 5 also. You know, also kind of tied to that, uh, Discord is oh, yeah. not oh, yeah. going to be selling. <laughs> or Sorry, if you were like a Nitro subscriber, if you paid $10 a month or more, yeah. you got free games through their service. That yeah. is ending. Discord said, okay, we don't, we're, we're not going to do that anymore. It's not popular <laughs> enough. People aren't <laughs> playing those games. So uh, Billy Eilish, duh.gif. Like, yeah, saw thought? this coming from day one. Like, I think so when we brought it up, yeah, yeah. I, I do remember talking about that on this very podcast. Yeah, I mean, um, it's cool, though, to see the first failure. I mean, you know, we keep seeing people with subscription services pop up and pop up. It's like, hey, there's our first one that didn't make it. More to come. It's now time for love and respect. <laughs> love and respect. Okay, okay. So this was, uh, let's see what I can mine out of the panel for this one, because I was not able to check this stuff out this week. Hey, allies. I'm curious to know your guys' thoughts on Apple Arcade. For anyone who's out of the loop, it's a new service Apple is offering, kind of like Xbox Game Pass, where you pay a monthly fee to gain access to a whole bunch of mobile games. Now, personally, I'm excited to try it out and see what they have to offer, and I'm sure Jones is too, <laughs> but the response from the general public has been pretty non-receptive. For years, mobile gaming has been had this distinctly casual reputation, falling victim to microtransactions and in-app purchases, but I get the impression that Apple Arcade is making an effort to distance itself from that image, at least for the time being. There's your typical mobile schlock in there, sure, but the inclusion of indie titles such as Sayonara Wild Hearts and Shantae and the Seven Sirens makes it seem like Apple is really trying to curate their game catalog and give greater value to that monthly subscription fee. So with that being said, do you guys think that Apple Arcade can find success within the current landscape of mobile gaming? LNR Jeremy at pick underscore Jeremy. I don't know if it's a bad sign that I'm way into the you know Apple Game Store and I have no idea what this. I mean, I've heard about it. Sure. And I was I was actually kind of like following tweets. People were talking about it, but like none of it really got to the source of like, what is this? How does it work? It, just that short description. It's like, oh, now I like kind of get it. Yeah. So it launched just this week, but only on iOS devices. So I thought like, oh, I'll be able to play it on my laptop. Just I'll be on able to phones, to... I think. It's not on iPad yet. Oh, okay. So just on phones. I saw people mean? on social media saying I'm I'm in when it comes to iPad, but sure. it's not yet. And uh, uh, Apple TV, of course. So uh, now your controllers work with your phone if you have a a Bluetooth PS4 or Xbox One controller. Oh, that, interesting. You can play the, these with those. Uh, $5 a month. And the games are good looking. 
and by fun developers. One yes. was uh, Cappy, who you know, it's like yeah. like how long did we wait for Below, mm-hmm. and then boom, here's a game. We uh, made this. Spider like, Swords is that what we're looking yeah, at earlier? Yeah. Spider Swords looks really cool. That's from Way Forward. Uh, it just kind of it's cool just to see. There's one called released. like the Getaway or the it's like a road trip game, and I cool. saw that the yeah. devs were like so excited and you we know it's the like Lego Brawl. Lego Brawl, yes. Yeah. It's like so a it's neat to see. It's like a hodgepodge. Yeah. It's neat to see like fun, you know, developers I'm not that familiar with, kind of being like lumped in. Like, ooh, <laughs> like yes. we're with other really fun developers, but it's like something that took our whole team to make. They did just like a fun thing on the side. Um, uh, and I remember when this was first awa- announced, uh, Mistwalker, their next game is going to be on this platform. Oh, as well. okay, yeah, nice. interesting. And so like they're they're le- they're seeking out legitimate developers. That's the biggest deal for me. That's yeah. the most noticeable thing, having not really dived into it yet, is that like there was a clear effort. To not only get them involved, but get them excited. Because yes. when, when I see the this language coming from the developers, they're like, we're really proud of this dumb little game that yeah. we made. Um, so go check it out. And what I, again, on top of this, it's not that even like it appears that Apple's trying to go for different types of games. It's a mandate. You may not have microtransactions in any of the games that are part of this service. Cool. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it seems like even DLC, actually, which is double nuts. Hmm. Uh, but Maybe a little bit dumb but yeah, yeah exactly yeah. right so there, there's that's, so many mobile developers that are like oh yeah that's sorry we're, yeah. we're not <laughs> and that's, that's what not I like. super sells like so so blood it is dumb <laughs> but it's it's to say we have to make this sacrifice to just keep it clean to right. make it so it isn't the types of mobile games that people got frustrated with to make them comfortable with giving this five dollars a month yeah i think that this is um yeah i i think this is really good from a design perspective Mm -hmm. Like, you don't have to make your game fit this mold of the only way to make money on mobile or whatever, you know, because we saw how much backlash there was from Nintendo when they first started putting out games and like, what, I have to pay $10 for this game? It's not just free, like, blah, 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 you know, and like this in a way, it's like, it kind of... It, like, makes everything free, even though it's not free, kind of, you know? It totally does. I get what you mean. Yeah. Because it's $5 it's like, a month, but it, it's going to feel like free. Yeah, because, like, oh, this is on there, that's on there. You know, it's like, I can pay $5, to, you know, to, to get those and try that out. Shantae's and, and, going to cost more than $5 alone, right? Like, right. It's just going to be that, yes. So I really think that that's, it's going to open up, like, another set of games. And particularly, like you're saying, like, being able to play with your controller. Like, some of those games I was looking at, like, well, yeah, we're looking at Spider Stores. I'm like, that's not a... Doesn't look like it'd be good to play like just with the phone, but yeah. if you put a controller on there, it's like, oh, okay, cool. And I think it'll probably some of those games probably are like timed exclusivity and won't be there forever. Uh, yeah, one example, Jenny LeClue is coming to that, which is yeah. like right up Amanda's alley. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, they custom made this game for her basically. Yeah. But like iPhone 3D control or like bringing a controller with her to play. Like, no, like yeah, what comes out on Switch, I'll let her know. Like, hey, remember that game uh, I told you about like a year ago? It's on Switch now. Oh, okay. That's no, my yeah. feeling. Uh, and, and, and that's yeah. the thing is like I'm actually really not picky, but like I have a set you know, t- I like sim games. I like strategy games. I like, you know, it's like action games, like eh, like role-playing games. Like, it's just a lot of stuff to do on my phone. Like, there's a lot of times I won't play it for, like, weeks, and then I'll come back and be like, what was I doing? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's like, it's I don't know if if my phone is the service that I want to just, like, let's try laptop? out 10 new games today. I know you have an Apple laptop, too. Would you uh, try it on your laptop? I'm, I mean, it's for such specific reasons, no. But uh, oh, okay. it's, it's the booth laptop now. It basically just lives in the VO booth and oh, just okay. handles all of that. So. Sure. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's strange. It's, uh, it's, it, 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 it solves a problem I didn't know needed to be solved about mobile. Yeah. It's, it's, so I don't know. Would I'm you buy an Apple how, TV for this? Uh, I have, we have two Apple TVs. So. Well, here we go, buddy. I don't, I've never got a controller for it, though. You got one. Disney Infinity being on there was like the only time I was like, mm, I'm curious to you just gotta, see you how You got a PS4, runs, you got an Xbox One. You're all set, man. 
I'm also not hungry for games. <laughs> right. This is ridiculous. This, is, where, I get to this, Jones. this yes, is like yes, ridiculous. And yes. like we, uh, it just it seems like our ratio for excellence was pretty solid this summer. It seems like most reviews were like most things turned out well. Yes. Like a lot of people who at least one or two games they were looking forward to this summer, it was good. Yeah. You know, your game was good. Mario Maker was good. Control was good. You know, Fire Emblem was good. Marvel was good. You know, Link's Awakening. Like all these, you know, a lot of these games are were working out. Yeah. So yeah, Marvel. I mean, I couldn't stop playing that game. Yeah. But. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm I'm I don't know what it means. Maybe I don't, maybe I'm kind of rambling. I don't have the best answer for it. But it's like I would seem to be the best candidate. And a life not. a lifelong Apple user, not a big PC guy. Yeah. Love my iPhone. You know, my wife plays on her you know Hearthstone or iPad all day. But it's just we're just not. Like, oh, finally the, you know, more games are coming to my phone. It's like there are millions of games right. to buy. Okay, so, uh, that's an interesting. Well, I, I think, but I'm oh, sorry. One last thing oh. is it is kind of it's like editor's choice. Now it I is feel like kind of nice sports radio show. I it is kind of <laughs> nice knowing. It is kind of nice Apple being like these. Check these out. Yes, Th- these are these are these oh, are headlines. These are a big deal. And they There's picked good special. ones too. And yeah. and from what I've seen from their list is they've done a good job of curating and finding actual good games. Brandon, Dunn. sorry, blood, you had one. Um, no, I I think um, I think this may be too kind of like like let's kind of protect ourselves in a way because there is so much rumbling and like legislation in different parts of the world and like like if 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 countries start locking down microtransactions and loot boxes and stuff like that it's like okay now we've we've got a backup plan it's a funny perspective very cool yeah sure because i do wonder what their incentive is as opposed to game pass where the secret plan of Game Pass is to get people who buy those games to keep spending money within those games, mm-hmm. right? Well, Gears 5. Um, and so this doesn't have that at all. And so it seems like Apple's somehow happy with the $5 a month. And so it does seem like they've got to have some other incentive. And so maybe well, it's the, something like that, Blood. The thing that I'm curious about is because Apple's not, you know, they're not known for being overly generous with, uh, you know, outside partners like... Netflix cut them off because they were taking the 30% Apple tax, right? Through iTunes and everything. And it's just like, I really, really wonder how much, you know, you get for having your game on this. Oh, like, a, how do they pay you I get as that, a dev? Because like, yeah. it's like, it can't be that much. Five bucks a month? Like, yeah. I wonder how well they treated this first yeah. round of developers as opposed right. to the long run. Well, that's if you got Shantae, like, they're treating you well, man. It's for a loss leader for, for sure. Specifically. Yes. Yeah. Loss leader for sure. Yeah. I bet you're right. I bet they're getting better rates now than they will three years from now, most likely. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting idea. Um, next one's from Robert Cassidy, but oh, this wait, had go one, ahead. Sorry, one other little tiny thing. I was just looking at the website. They had a really funny thing in their bullet points that said, "You decide whether or not to share your personal data." Yeah, and I don't I don't know if that means with Apple or with the developers or who, but I just thought that was really funny to be one of their like big bullet points. You know what? That is what. That's another reason why it's five dollars. They yeah. love that personal data. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so. That's that's what that is right there. But like, pretty much everyone chooses no. I bet not. <laughs> I suppose. I bet not. If, if that's like you could choose, but like we're gonna have it there, and you're gonna have to click no. Right. You Every know? time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's ben funny. was uh, playing Apple Arcade earlier today. I think. Oh yeah. I saw him on his phone. I was like, "Why are you playing on your phone?" And he Ben's was like, a slick Arcade? man. He's on this stuff. Yeah. He's got that Exit new iOS Man, playing. that guy. Okay. He's always yeah. on top of this stuff, man. When you say I do not thirst for more games, Ben has a, a thirst that cannot be quenched. Oh, it's, it's out of control. Insatiable. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, Thank you. It's the word I was searching for. Insatiable. Yeah. Every week there's some game that like nobody was planning to play yeah. like at the beginning of the month. And like Ben's like, hey, did we get that? Or, like, yeah. what, aren't you like stacked <laughs> right now? Or, or the unsolicited codes. You know, it's just like unsolicited codes for this JRPG. Like, oh, oh. 
Uh, <laughs> next one comes from Robert Cassidy. Now, this is a this is one that had a lot of likes and had a lot of people who said, I also need to know this. This is a popular hmm. submission. I must hear the panel's thoughts on Surfetched. That is all. Panel, how do we feel? What are our thoughts on Surfetched? Proud. But do you know what Surfetched is? Yeah. Oh, okay. You're looking at me like I'm crazy I just, right now. I don't know. Like thoughts. Just piecing it all together. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Surfetched? I don't know that I have thoughts. Um, That's a thought. I guess. The, the celery thing he holds became a sword? Yes. A, a yeah. lance. Like a, a lance. A lance. Like a knight oh. hanging out on a... So if you're just as lost as I assumed Bloodworth is, but isn't actually... Uh, Surfetched is the evolution of Farfetched, just announced for Pokemon Sword uh, this week. Uh, Farfetched exclusively, exclusively to Sword. Sword. Farfetched is a Pokemon from the original Red and Blue. Had never when really... he's only in Sword. Yeah, yeah. We've, you sw- were we've swapped our versions. You were going to get Shield. He's, before. Yeah, he's I doing swapped. Sword now. I'm doing Shield. Oh my god! This just want to let you know this, so you know. Yep. Doesn't upset your plans. Yes, if the codes come in, you have to give Joan sword. You have to give him shield. Excuse me. <laughs> right, right. Um, but but yes, I didn't no, realize okay. it, was, it was an evolution. I thought it was just like some kind of weird uh, variant of the region or something like that. That ended with apostrophe D. So you thought there was some relationship with Farfetched, right? But you didn't think it was an evolution, right? Who am I talking to right now, <laughs> Damiani? Do you what? What is your thought on Surfetch? This is the the second special evolution, not for Farfetch, but they did another one before. For, forgetting what it was, Kyle. Uh, the Weezing. That's Weezing, got the top yeah, the, yes. yeah, that Weezing. <laughs> yes. So I expected a few more of these. It's just funny. I bet they're more coming, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely going to be more coming. It's funny. It's Farfetch. Um, so here's the thing. I, okay. I, I saw the image. I saw it was announced. I saw everyone demanding to know your reactions, Kyle. Yes. Um, I was knee deep in stuff and couldn't really read anything up on it. Mm-hmm. So I'm don't. I didn't know anything about Surfetch. Like sure. I just knew it looked like a knight. I'm assuming it's. So you said like it's gonna. Is it exclusive to this one version? To sword. It's a sword. So yeah. it is. A sword. sword exclusive, yeah. dude. Yeah. Interesting. You want sword instead of shield? Because think a knight. Eh, I guess it could he be has either. a big shield and yeah. he does not have a sword. Okay. I mean, yeah, lance and yeah. I I I, I, I don't. I don't know what to think other than everything today has just been. We need Kyle's immediate reactions to this. Yeah. We need to hear what Kyle oh, thinks cause about yeah, this because this is Kyle's favorite Pokemon. More context is Farfetch'd is my favorite Pokemon. Yeah. Yes, and has been for many, many, many years. And so to have an evolution to that, go that ahead. was one. Why was it glitched out on the page? Was that just trolling or they something? Were yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. they were so they have had, they done they that before, or is this no. the first? Time? Okay, because I thought it was good, like I when we talked about this earlier. Yes. Before we knew what this was, mm-hmm. I totally thought this would be a glitch Pokemon. Got you. Yeah. But then you had your theory, and I looked at it again. I'm like, okay, I actually. Can kind of see it might be that, and it yeah. just seems like there's some credibility there. Just such a weird way, but I got Wait, everyone's what attention. This, what was your theory before it came out? Oh, uh, I thought it was uh, evolution of missing. No, what did you think, Kyle? I he, thought I thought he, it was surfetch. He got it right. Um, because you, you said the name surfetch. It leaked. So yeah. the name surfetch had already oh. leaked. Uh, well, that's cheating. Yeah, it is absolutely <laughs> cheating. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh, it, it was something I knew was coming, but it's just such a nice little thing to have. So that's that's the that's the panel's impression. Uh, interesting to go from far fetched to a knight. Yeah, you know? like you think you'd get like it's, goofier. It's it's like holding that leak didn't make any sense, and now it kind of does because right. it's been like practicing the it whole grows. time. It's yeah. such a weird idea. It's like really, it's a beauty. It's like a really out there idea. Really nice. It's like really inconceivable. You're like you know. Okay. It's like hard to believe. Like, huh. No, this is what I hate. I hate this. It's like weird. Yeah. It's because Jones. Here's a pet peeve. 
This is a rock-hard pet peeve. When people use Pokemon's names and call them puns, when it's just like, that's just the Pokemon's name. And so they would be like, that would be far-fetched. It was like, that's the, that's the thing's name. Can't do that. Dude, that's not a pun. There's no, there's no twist on that. That's not, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't qualify as a pun. I don't think Blood knew what I was doing. <laughs> so, last one, I want to, you know what? <laughs> you all got me feisty. <laughs> it's like, just I think we just unleash something here. Even, even when we're talking about good Pokemon, How much power we got. I oh, we got, time. we got time. Yes. <laughs> uh, I want to do this is a really interesting article. This is not an article, but an entry. And uh, it's, it's from a unique perspective. And I think this is cool. All right. Hello, allies. I feel like people are speaking on my behalf about something I, did, I disagree with, but I don't know if I have the right to be upset about it. I'm disabled in a way that affects mm -hmm. both my ability to handle a right joystick and my ability to focus for extended periods of time. Despite this, I love difficult games, even if they have no easy mode. I accept that there are games I'm unable to play and experience. I recently finished every Soulsborne game, excluding Demon Souls, and culminating with Sekiro Shadows Die twice. Sekiro, in particular, was a struggle to get through, and I had to face my demons and push through on harder boss fights. It felt amazing when I got into the rhythm and they eventually fell, especially because it's harder for me than others. Every time I thought I couldn't do it, I pushed on, wanting to see what lies over the next horizon. There is no security in easier modes, and so if I wanted to finish, I had no choice but to adapt. That added motivation, that added motivation helped me get through it and made victory all the more sweeter. And yet, there are games in which I need to turn the difficulty down, particularly shooters on consoles and bullet hells, as well as games that I can't enjoy without stress unless I turn the difficulty subnormal. I've been told that even though I have that disability, it is wrong for me to advocate for games that choose to forgo an easy mode because it is unfair to people with disabilities. That hurt and felt like my own lived experiences weren't valid, but I understand there are people who want to play Sekiro for the story and environment, but can't. Or, they get stuck and can't finish, and that's upsetting. Am I in the wrong for contradicting this opinion? Do my own experiences not matter in this context? All the love and respect, V. Everyone's experiences matter. <laughs> yes. Of course. Yeah. You know, everyone should weigh in on this. Mm-hmm. I've talked a lot on this podcast. I have thoughts. Sure. Specifically about this. Oh, dig in then. Go ahead. Uh, I, th I think we're ready to handshake on this issue. I think we've done it. I've d I'm, I'm, it's like I'm playing Clue. I've d I put all the clues together. I know who's in that envelope. Uh huh. Because um, there just seems to be this like backwards, this loop that everyone's getting in on, on, on Twitter. So you have like the people who think, uh, no, developers should be able to do whatever they want. These games don't, Death Stranding doesn't need an easy mode. You know, like these, these games should do whatever they want. Don't hamstring the developers into producing the game that you want them to make. Then you have people with uh, disabilities, people who don't like super difficult games, people who want that Assassin's Creed, uh, not Odyssey, but Origins, you know, mm -hmm. library mode where you just run around and learn about all of the all of that stuff. I think I think there is a medium ground we can find where people can write articles and make tweets saying it would be great if developers would add more easy modes. Like I would just want that to happen. Developers, I hope you hear me saying that because I hope you do it. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to like be mad at you for not doing it because you that is. Your artistic prerogative, you get to make the game. I always think about Stanley Parable, which is like, this doesn't really come up, but I think it's difficult in its own way. There's not really like a correct way to play Stanley Parable. Like, there are games that have 
not necessarily like difficulty, but do hold you back from stuff very intentionally. And it's the question of like not only just it being difficult, but me just having access to all of the content is kind of up to those developers. Whereas the people who are like, no, 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 let developers do what they want. Like let people write articles is fine. Mm-hmm. Like let people just talk about it. You know, just share their experience and talk about their own what they want out of games. It's like that's how articles work. That's how news works. It's how journalists do their job. So it's like I I think both sides need to kind of understand that the other side is just going to do what they do and that's okay as long as you don't like aren't angry at developers for not changing that stuff and angry at people for writing articles. Yeah. That that's the that's the acquisition both sides I think need to make in order for us to like understand that there will be games released, you know, that from software is going to do what from software is going to do. But you're also going to have people like Kojima that are maybe going to push the whole concept forward about what an easy mode means. So there. That's my Jones, <laughs> I like that, dude. That sounded mm-hmm. prepared. Because I just see these loops. I just see people being like, here's my article. And it's like, they should do what they want to do. And it's like, yeah. I agree. I didn't say that in my article. It's like, but I just feel that way about this opinion in general. I'm sorry I didn't read your article. And then like, they kind of agree. Yeah. It's just <laughs> like you get, you know, people get angry when they're like, I'm disabled and you're not listening to my story. You're not mm-hmm. listening to my experience because you don't have these issues. And people are like, well, you're not listening to me because this is my favorite developer. And I'm angry that you're, cha- you're, you're changing my developer. You're changing the series that I love. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're both kind of valid. It's just. Yeah. These people in the middle who are like, I will always be angry at you for for taking your stance on it. Yeah, it's it's, it's frustrating. It's sad to see. Uh, one, one thing they do think is interesting that they use the term not having the security of being able to fall back. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the one thing that you know, like the the argument for not having that difficulty setting there is is it like, yeah, it's like you know, like you don't. It's like. The people arguing for that, like they, they, they don't trust themselves <laughs> to not go down to that level. It's like, all right, this is too hard. I'm just gonna put it on easy. You know, it's just yeah. like, just like when we get this super NES library, it's like, rewind. You know, it's like you have to like force yourself to not rewind mm-hmm. <laughs> because you, even though you didn't have that option back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I thought that I thought it was well written. I really like that perspective, and I could understand why it'd be frustrating for someone like V for other people to be like, "Well, just think about disabled people." And V's yes. like, "I beat it. I did this." You know yeah. what I mean? I, I get both perspectives. I totally get that. Uh, yeah. And Jones, I, I just like the way you said that, man. It's just uh, uh, the handshake, right? Yeah. It's just I, I kind of I think that's the way to do that. Is just don't be mad. Right? Yeah. I mean, some people, yeah. Generally, it's just, don't, it's yeah. the main thing of the internet. Just don't some, be mad. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Ex- express your opinions if you are angry at the, some, something somebody said. But you, yeah. I like that perspective. I think that's what this conversation needs is just people being like, not like, here's what needs to happen. It's like, here's where I'm coming from. Yes. Here's where Brandon's coming from. I played Bloodborne and loved it. I played Sekiro and stopped. Yeah. <laughs> because I was like, I can't, I can't do this. This Especially now with like, you know, a baby's cry pulling me out of every single game that I want to play. Like, I want to play games like Ultimate Alliance where I'm just like, doop to do special ability, special ability. Yeah. Whereas like this big bull comes out and wipes me. And it's like, I can't, I can't go through 20 minutes of getting to him <laughs> to then die again. That's fair, And that's dude. just where yes. I'm at right now. I get that. Where I think about something like God of War and it's like, I like God of War because I finished it. But then there were still things I could do that were crazy difficult mm-hmm. you know insane like that I tried once and was yes. like woof yeah. <laughs> like, I'm glad I tried that that was fun me but too. I, do, Dude, but I still too. don't feel yeah. like I missed out on God of War and yeah. it's like I'm looking for that happy medium but I'm not going to tell Sony Santa Monica what to do I'm not going to tell From Software what to do it's more fun just seeing what they do and then talking about it later you know yeah. I, I hope we can do that without like being mean to each other great it's a there's a I liked what you said about opinion and stuff there's a weird thing that's happened in society now where in in like the discourse where people have forgotten that like everything you say pretty much is your opinion and everything you hear other people saying pretty much is their opinion and so you just have to like 
process it that way. And then like issues like this, where it comes from like a lot of a lot of it comes from like a good place i think like people who are trying to advocate on the behalf of other people who have different experiences like it's a hard thing to do but it's like you need to like one of the things they teach you like you know like like relationship therapists or whatever always say is like use i statements like Mm -hmm. when you do this i feel this you know and it's like the entire society needs to start using i statements where it's like I feel this about this. I'm not really sure. You know, like yeah. everyone just needs to be more gentle with their their it, terminology. It's a sign of weakness, though. So it's so hard. I, I think yeah. Twitter should put "I think" on the front of every tweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think dot dot dot. That's it just amazing. automatically does it. If you want to use Twitter, that's the way it works. <laughs> you know, that's you gold, John. You cannot make any declarative <laughs> statements. That's solid gold, dude. That's really good. <laughs> it's now time for bets. Next week's bet. Uh, there will be a new. PlayStation State of Play on Tuesday, mm-hmm. September 24th at 1 p.m.? Yes. 1 mm-hmm. p.m. Pacific time. What is the release date for The Last of Us Part Two? If you don't believe there will be one, say so. Brandon Jones. February 26th. Ooh. Daniel Bloodworth. March 17th. Michael Damiani. May 5th, 2020. Ooh. February 14th, 2020. Get away from my Animal Crossing. Get away. Not announced. All right. Oh, yes. I'm glad there was one not announced. I'm happy about that. Last week's bet. So how far away from the other does it have to be to count towards not announced, or is it just if they announce it, then he just loses? Yes, it's that. I mean, if they don't say a date. Yeah. And then if if they have a date, the other of us wins. Oh, so sorry, but if they say spring 2020, Ian wins. Ah, yeah, that's, that's fair. fair. Nice. Yes. All right. <laughs> Love it. Love this bet. <laughs> um, uh, uh. Borderlands 3 released Friday, September 12th. At this point right now, how many Twitch viewers will this game have? Ian is looking at it right now. Uh, Jones, you bet 80K. Damiani, you bet 110. Brad bet 22K. I bet 41K. Ian bet 10K. Ian, right now, how many viewers live on Twitch are there for Borderlands 3? Uh, looking, looking, where's the, I always forget where the, uh, game list is. Browse. Yeah, that's okay, right there. there. we go, there we go, there we go. Okay, so we have Modern Warfare with 91k, uh, 23,006. Brad 23. had 22k, 6K. man. Oh, wow, Brad. Wow, Brad. Nice. Let's see who the number one streamer of Borderlands 3 is. Brad's got the most, uh, wins on... Destructoid. Destructoid. Destructoid, you're getting those 5k streamers, not bad, dude. Nice. nice. You know what's weird is, uh, didn't... Anthony Burge used to work at Destructoid? Yeah. Huh. Oh, and he also, does he, wait, he did didn't he do write Borderlands 3, though. I don't know. No, 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 he, just he three, did no. two. Just yeah. two. Not three, I don't I think he moved on. Um, He's yeah. doing something crazy right now. <laughs> what? My, he announced some partnership with somebody. He's writing something. What? He's partnering with somebody to do something insane. Don't like, tease. Don't like tease. Like George Romero or something. I don't know. He, he announced some partnership as, with a, creatively with a writer. He like Ian, I th- I'm afraid we also I, have to. I'm trying. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I thought Ian, I, th- I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting a spotlight on you, Ian. I thought you might. Uh, know. Right, I mean, so I was at a party where he was the other day, but I didn't really talk yeah. to him much. Uh, that sorry. brings our score to Scrappy Little Pigs 20. Uh, 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 gorgeous Gorillas 19. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought they'd be even. Okay, we're ahead. nipping at our hooves, dude. Nipping at our hooves. That's that Brad Ellis, man. Yeah, he gets those points. Good dude, Good his bets. bet was 22, and it was 23 point. Well, man, come on. Nailed it. 
Uh, let me tell everyone about patreon.com slash easy allies. That would be the website you want to go to if you want to learn more and support the easy allies. People who give $5 or more a month to the easy allies get this podcast two days early. They get to see this on Fridays as opposed to Sundays when this goes public for everybody. And corrections move. This show is evolving, folks. You know what? It was, I had it in the rundown at the end of the podcast. And Holy then shit. I was getting the corrections. And there were so many people who said, stop this, that I just moved it to the beginning <laughs> of the Holy shit's right. Did you just see what it is? I, thi- I think this might be, he's maybe writing a comic, a comic with John Carpenter? Yes, that's it. It's like a yeah. sequel to something. Yeah, I think it's I like about, It's like John Carpenter being like, oh, yeah, come yeah. back to this property and do a badass thing. And like, he's like, yeah, it's me and him that are writing this. Like, what? That's pretty Carpenter's crazy. goat, man. Carp, ugh. I, I, I feel such a kinship with John Carpenter, man. Help me then. The thing. The Thing, Escape from Halloween. New York. Oh, cool. Halloween, yeah. Ghost of Mars. Ghost of Mars, yeah. Well, yeah. You shut Escape up, from Dominic. LA. He's like, working with the Ghost the of guys? Mars guy. Yeah, the Ghost of uh, Mars guy. Uh, uh, big Trouble in Little China. He ju- he, he, mm. He's that fun mix of like really, really talented, has made some absolutely memorable stuff and just full goofball. His his DVD commentaries, le- you know, legendarily just fly right off the rails. Cool. <laughs> I, can't, I, think it's his, I think it's Big Trouble in Little China. He and Kurt Russell talk about their kids for like 10 minutes and they're like, we should probably talk about the movie. And they're like, they're like, but that's cool for you to hear that because we're friends. We've been friends for 20 yeah. years. Like, we just get together and, you know, talk about stuff. Uh, I imagine that Anthony Birch is the kind of person who also loves these movies and could, like, hawk, walk into a conversation with John Carpenter and say, like, oh, yeah, so I love this. About I this think it's this. Big Trouble. I think it's Old Jack. Yeah, that was the comic that they made before. I think oh, so maybe something else. Out. Yeah. This cool. didn't say. Birch is, yeah, killing it. Uh, Good family. Damiani, you are in Brad's seat, but I can't give it to you because you also bet last yeah, week yeah. And, and had the worst Very possible fair. bet. Very fair. You said 110K. Like, yeah, if we're talking about wow. modern warfare, maybe, dude. Never know. I, I, you want to know why I guessed that? Yes. I thought maybe uh, Gearbox would like pay influence or yes. big Twitch people to make it a big deal week two. I mean, I had a bad bet too, dude. They, dude, Gorilla's one, yes. man. He's, he's covering the spread. Yep. Yeah. You know? yeah. I get it, dude. Uh, is Borderlands 3 a huge success? I don't know. Uh, Did yeah, they didn't they put out a thing that's saying it was like way bigger than two or something? I, 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 they, they definitely bragged about it. The message was it has more peak players than Borderlands 2 did on Steam. It has twice as many. Okay. But like, I don't... I don't know what that means. We'll see. I mean, I don't know what that yeah. translates to. NPDs, we'll see when it comes. We will. Uh, so, Blood, you're going to get the right and responsibility to share a Twitter handle with the world. You get to promote any Easy Eyes video you want to promote. You get the final word on anything you've disagreed with, want to reiterate, or just popped into your head. And you get to sign off with your trademark sign off. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I, I feel so unprepared for all of this. Um, oh, this guy. So bashful. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm just not good with point blank stuff. You know your Twitter handle. Uh, yeah, my Twitter <laughs> handle is at DeepLoader2. Great. Uh, video you want to promote? Um, video I want to promote is... Uh, Maybe a review Jones worked really hard on or something? Is that what the eyes you're giving him? <laughs> oh, I'm just excited. I'm excited oh, okay. to see now what's... Got it, okay. <laughs> Jones was giving Blood the eyes. He's yeah. got a lot of... <laughs> Blood knows all the videos we put out. True, very right. true. Blood sees um, all. I'll, I'll do uh, Mysterious Monsters. Even though Ooh. I haven't got to watch a recommendation. Oh, yeah. good. I've heard, good. I've heard yeah. some good... It's yeah, good. It's a good episode. It's, so good. It's, a, it's like a... It's like a concept fulfilling episode. Yeah. Yes, it you is. Yeah, I, 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 I imagine that, you right? and Jason be like, yeah. yes, yes, like the whole time. <laughs> we definitely fight, were. Fight, fight, fight. <laughs> it's good. Um, 
I have s- s- uh, additional information about Borderlands 3 fact that you were pulling a second ago, Kyle. We Not to it. derail this. Before Blood's final word, yeah, drop uh, it on us. Forbes is where I'm finding this information. They're framing it as a, like, hey, Epic Game Store doesn't really tank your sales. That's how they're framing it. Oh. But it's based on a tweet from Randy Pitchford saying, fun fact, on PC, the data is that launch day peak concurrent players of Borderlands 3 is about twice as high as all-time peak concurrent players for Borderlands 2. So, like, Forbes is then saying, like, hey, Epic Game Store didn't affect their sales. If yeah. anything, it made it better. Okay. But, I mean, like, that wasn't – it was just an interesting spin that Forbes put on it. Anyway, that was the fact. Ian, thank you so much. Really good stuff this episode. Is that sarcastic? It is not. Oh, okay. You're <laughs> welcome. And also during E3, like, you flew in with some hot opinions, too. It's not always just fact-checking. It's good stuff. My secret is that I'm always mad, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> About E3. Blood, you had so much time to come up with your final thought. I'm really excited right. to hear what it is. <laughs> uh, I think that that uh, Sony will be at E3, uh, and and the reason that I think it was just a one-off thing is because they skipped everything. They they skipped doing a Gamescom conference as they have for the past few years, but they also skipped doing any kind of Paris Games Week thing. They skipped doing a PSX. They skipped doing a TGS conference. They just skipped 2019, aside from doing State of Plays. So, yeah, I think PlayStation 5 will be announced, and then I think they'll have a, a, a good sized presence at E3. And we'll see you before the next Blood Moon Rises. What I'm not a humongous fan of is Final Fantasy VII. What I am a huge fan of is marketing campaigns. Sexy. <laughs>